<laughs> All right. So that was a rousing rendition of Stumbling by Emily's beautiful. Mouth. <laughs> I thought that was, that's usually how I sing it. I don't know. I was doing all the sound effects. It was it good. It sounded good. Yeah, thank you. We we left you hanging on the woos. Yeah, you guys really did. You left me hanging. It's okay. So, introducing this podcast, we have the first ever Radio Keys Roundtable. We're all here. Hi. Yeah. Got to get real close to those mics. Though, I was huh? gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> this is only my second time on the podcast. And don't usually get a microphone. <laughs> we usually don't let you have one. No, they asked us last <laughs> night at Jam. He was like, three mics? And we're like, nah, two, man, two mics. We cut you We cut you down. I got one at the plow, though. I just didn't use it. Oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't allowed. The plow was, was a fun one. Yeah. So, yeah, we uh, decided to do this year in review, Radio Keys Review roundtable. How many? Throw the word review in there one more time. Review yeah. of Radio Keys Rock and Roll Review Roundtable Year of 2019. The year Radio of gear. Keys Review. Yeah. The year of gear. Hashtag year. Oh, what's now. next? You're gonna be called it for the year of gear 2019. Hopefully the year of uh, getting a record deal and making a ton oh, of. Oh, quitting our job. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh. Well, um, we had a we we had plans to do a Christmas episode as we always do. Uh, but it fell through. We're over too. Yeah, because <laughs> we quietly died. Um, so now we're back. Yeah. We've got Alante over here on the microphone. Alante's here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just going to mime. I was like, oh. I was going to for a second, but I was like, <laughs> like that would only myth. be funny to everyone that's here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I. Uh, I was thinking we could uh, we could discuss some uh, some moments of 2019 as a as a band that we liked. We could go around sort of like we're back in fourth grade, and it's like, let's all talk about what we did over the summer. Except it's, <laughs> it's uh, the whole year. except it's yeah like moments from 2019. So the first thing I was gonna ask um, is getting right into it, huh? Why not? I don't <laughs> know. Do you want to talk about it. other stuff? Okay. No, um, we're good. Sorry, I sound like a banshee a little bit. Um, so I was thinking uh, we'd go around. We'll start with Alante, and we'll go around the table and talk about um, either. So this is a little broad question, and I apologize, Alante. No problem. Uh, for throwing you under the bus first, but you're to my left. Um, f- either favorite Always gigs. Always to the left. So favorite gigs <laughs> or, uh, or favorite moments or favorite venues of 2019. So we're thinking gigs, venues, moments, any, anything in, the, in that realm um, that you can think of. All right, I'm going to go with venue. Oh, nice. And I'm going to, since I'm going first, I'm going to steal Tom and Stuart's answer. <laughs> do it, do <laughs> it. I'm going to sound great. Um, the Siren. Oh, that was gonna Morrow be Bay. mine. Morrow, <laughs> that was I the best venue. Si- and and I would say gig, right? Yep, Morrow mm-hmm. Bay. I don't know if it was my favorite overall gig. It's up there, but as far as the venue, just like we met some good friends there, driving in and seeing the big rock and the, the weird rock. the weird dinosaurs in that front yard. Oh, that was weird. The, that was pretty aggressive. <laughs> the dino yard. It, it was like Jurassic Park. They had like twelve different. Uh, sculptures that? of dinosaurs. They weren't life size, which would have been cool, but they were, you know, know human sized cool. dinosaurs. It's kind of like a little, it reminds me of like Santa Cruz or even like Berkeley. It's kind of like a little hippie town, you know? It does have but a even Santa s- Cruz. It's much smaller than Berkeley, I think. Yeah. Pretty cool little yeah. uh, local music shop around the corner from the venue, too. Yeah, they hooked us up. Yeah, he wh- gave me a deal on stands. I was like, hey, I need like three guitar stands because we forgot all our guitar stands. Mm-hmm. And they were like 50 bucks a piece. And I was like, Look, man, we're playing a gig down the street in like an like forty <laughs> minutes. Like, 
like I don't know if you can do anything and he's just like yeah I'll give you like 20 bucks a piece and like he like he hooked it up I wow. walked in looking That's for the really most nice. obscure piece of drum hardware <laughs> <laughs> a clutch screw oh and he, yeah and he's like no but I got a bucket <laughs> of screws over there in the corner a so literal I, so bucket I, it, yeah <laughs> literally a bucket full of random just <laughs> random stuff and I was able to makeshift a, a, nice. a clutch so nice. we all got hooked up by that yeah, guy. It was, nice. it was pretty cool. And little, they uh, built spot. a wall around you, which was pretty cool for uh-huh, everyone. Yes, oh, the famous man. wall. Oh, so yeah. talking about walls and <laughs> almost an election year, huh? <laughs> We're they, going there. They uh, they had a really, really professional level sound guy. Probably one of the best sound guys. One of the best sound guys ever. Morro Bay. And yeah. one thing that he was adamant about doing is putting this like plexiglass wall <laughs> around Alante so he could still see him and like communicate with him. But... There Didn't was definitely a barrier there. It was definitely <laughs> we all trusted him. We're like, okay, we partitioned trust you. off. Yeah. And yeah. The the pre-show party in the green room was pretty good. And oh yeah, there was like a tent. Yep, there was a tent. We got paid well. We got free alcohol, food. We got we dinner got too. Food too. Yeah. And then we met uh, King Daniel and Drew Hagar there. And they yep. were cool guys. Really a, nice guys. A lovely family. Uh, Try and. You know, offer us lodging. I'm not sure if that yeah. was their yeah. number one motive, <laughs> but they they definitely uh, offered us. They Could definitely offered darker. us a, a place to live, and <laughs> instead of doing that, we took the coldest car ride of all time oh, yeah. to Santa Barbara. Oh, that was the man. old the old Camry <laughs> with no heater, and uh, it was like one in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah. and it was freezing. 100% freezing. But yeah, that's my favorite venue of the year for sure was nice. the Siren. All around good show. 100%, yeah. yeah. Any other favorite moments before we move on or? Well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of favorites in this okay. podcast. All right. I, no, I I, that's true. That's true. I have a, I have a favorites list here in front of me. Okay. Siren, number one. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Go Tommy Go. Well, the Siren was, was my, my number one. <laughs> and and and, and, and I actually talked about this beforehand. So him going first definitely stole it for me, but. Uh, we played Jam Sellers last night, and I had a blast there. And we played there yeah. three times this year, and they were just 100% legit. Amit is the best sound guy, maybe short of, I think it was Rich at, at Morro Bay. Yeah, you're was good his with name names. Was. And, I mean, uh, I know Amit, but Rich, I would not have come up with that from Morro I think that's Bay. his name. I'm, I might be, might be wrong like there. Could be like Rick or Rich, yeah. The, the thing about Jam Sellers that's really cool is it feels like everyone's on the same page. Like, the musicians are, you know, glad to be there. Yeah. The bartenders are glad to have the musicians there. The sound guys, glad to have the band there. We're all glad to have everyone there. So it's like there's no like weird like, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, no one's conflict between people. Like some venues, like the sound guys, like clearly in a bad mood. Like the second you get there, or the owners being a dick, or something like that. It's like everyone's on the same page. Yeah, at jam. Or everyone's just telling you to turn down, and the and the rest of the staff they're like, <laughs> this is too loud. Yeah, I agree. And then also the audience at Jam, I would say, is always really receptive. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like we're doing like a poetry reading every time we play there. It's <laughs> like really, feel? yeah, everyone's just watching us. People so. need a little bit of wine in them, and then yeah, they get I'm a like, little looser, and yeah. it's more fun. But like, no one's chatting during our set. <laughs> like, it's very like they're listening. Well, but if you like look at like, it, it starts at the top. You know, the, um, the the ownership of that of that place like really believes in in live music, and that's like one thing. That, the reason what they're called Jam. Yeah. After all, and if you go in there, it's all built around music and catered around music. So they didn't skimp on sound, and they didn't skimp on the engineer that they have had hire. And I think that it starts there, and that's why it's such an enjoyable experience for the musician. They have and killer bands come through there too. They had uh, Shannon from Shannon, Shannon and the Clam just like pop up one night. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't see that. Oh. Yeah, awesome. Matt was telling me about that. Shannon, Shannon just popped up and did like a whole oh, two-hour set. She Apparently, she plays bass. guitar really well too. Oh, nice. 
So they have real, real deal talent coming through there. A, in the bathroom, they have a poster of uh, G Love and the Special Sauce came. Oh, nice! And they signed the poster. Yeah, that was at that at that little venue. It's a cool little. It's like a little tasting room bar. It's got the rugs everywhere, and it's it's built for live music, which a lot of venues we play aren't built for live music. I would I would argue so. This is one of them that like well, they they build the actual venue thinking about having live music. They've achieved what so many venues fall short of, and that's having quality music come into their venue. Like they have that quality control of what comes into the venue, absolutely, and they're willing to pay for it. And like it breeds this natural draw of music lovers in the area who just want to go buy wine and see a good band. So there's so many venues that try to do that, but then they end up losing sight of that and they just try to get whoever can draw rather mm -hmm. than the bands that are good. So that that kind of kills the natural draw of the place because people then say, well, I don't know this band and I don't trust your quality. Yeah. So I'm not going to go to a random night. Whereas Jam Sellers, they trust the quality. So a bunch of people will come in just... Yeah, they've never... I've never... I've been in emails with them and they've never talked about like, well, you better bring 30 people. Yeah, it's course. like they know we're not yeah. from... We're from out of town. Well, now we're from out of town. We used to be in town, but they, yeah, it's more about like, we, we like what you guys are putting out and we know that we have a natural draw and they're going to enjoy what, and we made a lot of, we made a lot of friends last night. I, I love seeing, uh, you know, there's that window there on the left side and I love seeing people walk by. Oh, and, and awkwardly. And they, they look in. <laughs> oh, it's like, an audition. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like you're on display and they yeah. walk by and they look and then most people are like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. walk in, you know, I think it's one of the venues that has the best um, random draw. Like there's a certain amount of people that are just there when we start. Yeah. The but siren's good at that yeah, too. And there, but there's also a, a lot of people that just see what's, what's going on and say, oh, I want to be a part of that. I will and they, say, and they walk in. like downtown Napa kind of closes down at a certain point. It's kind of a sleepy town. And so they're open late and then it's, it's right, it's right in downtown Napa. So any tourists that are like, we want to get a drink and do something. And then also there's no, there's no cover charge. Right next to a so hotel too. Like they're paying us well and there's no cover charge. And I really respect that from a venue. Totally. I mean, they charge a good amount for the wine there and they can afford it. I mean, yeah. it just seems like, why wouldn't they do it? That's like you said, that's their whole, or Tom said, that's their whole idea there is that's why they're called jam seller they want to support like good local music not even local they have like some better acts come through there too like i said so yeah anyway. and it sounds like we just changed our vote to jam sellers <laughs> <laughs> well the siren has a really good natural draw so too 100 percent these are yeah. all in my top like yeah. five out of order like just favorite so we'll go to Stu. what's your favorite either venue or gig of 2019 uh, geez, I I know we've gone through two people, but I still feel like I'm on the spot <laughs> about it. Um, I feel like I know your favorite, but I don't want to say it and throw you off. You can guess my favorite. Groveland? Oh, yeah. Groveland <laughs> was my favorite. <laughs> Groveland was my favorite. That's a safe bet because yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked about it like an hour ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just forget. You have better memory. And yeah, Amber <laughs> helped us out too. She was like, yeah. she was like the Yosemite one. The owner of the Iron Door Saloon might be the coolest Chris. guy Chris in Lewis. the world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we love him. They put Such us up nice guy. over there, man. They're 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 good. So I had the worst experience personally during it because I was dying sick. I've gotten sick too many times this year, and like during that whole time, I was like, you know, just developing cold, mm -hmm. feeling like shitty in the voice, you know, mm -hmm. like just feeling crappy. And the first night, because what it is, is it's a two-night stay. You get paid for each performance, two nights in a row, and then they lodge you above the bar. 
So the first night went okay. Um, I did well. You know, we, we had a great time. But then the next day came. We were all a little bit out of sorts. <laughs> the next day, just going in and out of. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's a good time. And they uh, they definitely feed you the drinks there. So we ended up, you Very know, generous. all feeling a little tough the next day. <laughs> <laughs> but I was feeling especially tough because na- now my voice was like leaving the second oh, the no. second night my voice was gone. So like that was probably the toughest concert I had to perform at all year was the second night of Groveland. But everything else was so great. Like what a blast! Yeah, they pay you Incredible well. Time. Natural draw, lodge you, feed you, give you drinks, and plus. You get to hang around the Yosemite Valley for, you know, a whole two days. Yeah. Yeah. Cool part about being in the band, a little behind the behind the scenes, <gasps> you know, the, the the show's over and everyone leaves the bar, but the band doesn't leave the bar and neither does the bartenders. Yeah. Or the employees. Or the employees. Or the right? owner. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so then there's like a little after party in the bar. 3.30 comes around real quick. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Asian Ray. Right? We're listening to the... No- <laughs> oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. We're listening to the Notorious B.I.G. Oh, At 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. With uh, pint-sized whiskey sodas. <laughs> oh, my God. Amber and I were so drunk. Like... Emily has some cringy, cringy videos. At the time, of I us. thought it was very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, extremely we're like romantic. dancing really intensely and like clearly You're like drunk. Ballroom dancing. It looks like no, a we scene weren't. from The Shining. <laughs> yeah, it's like you guys are like barred, <laughs> like leaning each other around. It's it's. I thought at the time I was like, so you're saying this sh- is beautiful. At the time, I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So I was filming it. I think on Amber's phone. And then later you guys were like, that was cringy. And I was like, I thought it was gorgeous. Like, I to this day, I think it was really cute. You were cute. like walking around us like doing a, like a, like a, <laughs> like a movie director, like in the yeah. little cart, like driving a yeah. circle around. Uh, yeah. Oh, Emily was also drunk. I really yeah. thought it was, Clearly. I really thought it was amazing. We got to go to that little watering hole before oh, the awesome. second show. That was great. Cut to down a 12 pack between us. Yeah. yeah. Five. Yeah, that was awesome. Dancing Dave, though, right? Oh. Best, best part of the gig, Dancing, dancing Dave. Dave. Shout oh, out Dancing Dave. Is he the older gentleman? The older gentleman, yeah. He's yeah. dancing with all the younger ladies. That's uh-huh. him. I danced with him, yeah. Asked uh, younger ladies to dance yes. way too much. Well, but he was he was like, this is, my, he literally like, was like, this is my thing. And he handed me like a business card. Like, he's like a professional <laughs> dancer and he does like dancing lessons. He's a great, great dancer. He dances like it's his job it's like for Fred sure. like Fred Astaire. Like, he was pretty amazing. I don't think he had ill intent. I don't think he was creepy. <laughs> at all to be clear like i thought he was just like really enjoyed like he loved da- and like i feel like in like the 40s and 50s like the couples dancing it wasn't and they still feel this way in like texas it wasn't like romantic sexy thing it was just like oh we're all like tom and i went to a dance lesson in texas and it was like everybody switches partners every song and like it's not like a creepy like get together thing it's just like it's just dancing like it i don't know it's like a cl- i don't know so yeah I, I can't wait till our next groveland date and i think we're gonna get a <laughs> i think we're gonna get a nice sl- uh date this next year I hope. yeah we got to get those gigs in because uh Summer. dancing dave's 85 <laughs> he's i was gonna say <laughs> we're, we're concerned so we're concerned fred astaire of groveland we don't know how many more of those uh i think he's great. gigs we're gonna get <laughs> is he older than fred astaire or fred astaire is long gone <laughs> So yeah, he's. I would say he's younger than Fred Astaire, um, but still old. Shout out front door Tim. Oh yeah, uh, Tim yeah. Dalton. Tim Dalton. Yeah, yeah. Tim those Dalton. are all my buddies. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right, Emma, you're up. You you're guys kind of all named my favorite um, 
venues slash gigs. Um, so I'll, I'll name one, I think, for the, uh, that I think the band will agree with that could be in our top five. Um, and that would be any of our Santa Barbara shows. Shout out Santa Barbara. Yeah, there's yeah. so it's such a love fest every time. I think we played three this year. Um, and it's 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 not really even about the venue. I think it's more about uh, the fact that your community, specifically your community that you yeah. created in Santa Barbara Stewart, um, shows up in the most beautiful way and they make rather merry as our family would say and they dance in front of the stage and they know the lyrics to our songs and it's a very it's a very uplifting uh it's 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 i think we can all agree one of our favorite it was kind of it was kind of a weird thing because i never played music around them i was just like the ultimate frisbee like kind of guy who you know it wasn't part of your identity down there yeah no it wasn't really they knew i was a music guy but they never really like saw me in my element you know and then i did a solo show in Santa Barbara, I think in like 2017, that was the first time a lot of people saw me and they're like, oh, he's not terrible. And I was like kind of worried about playing because I didn't want, you know, my good friends to think that I sucked, you know, it was like one of those like self-conscious things. And then when I told them for the first time, like, hey, my band's coming to Santa Barbara, I was just worried that it's one of those things where you throw something and you're worried, like, no one's going to show up. Like, you have a birthday party and, like, you're worried, like, oh, totally. no one's going to show up oh, and yeah. you're going to feel like a loser, Aww. you know? And that's kind of, honestly, that's kind of how I felt. But then the first time we played there, people just came out in Everyone droves. Yeah. Sorry, was the first time you played there? That was 2018. Sorry, years but ago. did you play a solo gig before you played with us? Or was yes, it? I Soho. Did. You did. Soho, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, when we were still doing I played with Chris stuff. Allman Aww. he got me on the show yeah yeah man we're making some progress in our local scene in Concord and everything yeah but uh, I, I feel like Santa Barbara is our, our, our home turf yeah it feels it like, like it, it feels yeah. like when we play there it's like alright we're going home we're, we're going home. This is our hometown show. It does. Well, what's and, uh, so special about, about that it. is that you drive five hours and get the home crowd. Like, there's yeah. nowhere else, that, at least right now, that we can drive five hours and get a home crowd like that. It's weird know? to say it because, like, you know, people will be like, Alante, what's up, brother? No. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, I know you, but I don't <laughs> know. Like, I don't remember your name, yeah. you know? And it's the weirdest, like, place to be in, but I love all you guys. Just yeah. saying. I have the same thing because I've met Stuart's friends, but I always meet like 20 people in one day. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh I'm my like, God, I know you. I can only meet so many yeah. six foot two athletic dudes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're either Ryan or Dylan. I don't know, man, but you're a cool dude. And like, Skyler. Yeah, it's Skyler, Skyler or Skyler. Chad, you know? I'm like, Chad. I love all you guys and please keep coming to our I shows. Just, I just call them all bro. What's up, bro? How's it yeah. going, man? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's up, brother? Good to see you. <laughs> well, the thing about Santa Barbara is it. They're, like people have a very good quality of life down there. So people are generally in very good supportive moods. Like yeah. no one's trying to like uh, throw any shade on what no one's trying to act like you're taking shine away from them by doing well. And I feel like sometimes supportive. in the East Bay, people will see you doing well and they think that somehow that affects them in a negative way. So they don't really root for you to succeed. That totally much. different vibe. But yeah. in Santa yeah. Barbara, people root for everyone to succeed. They're like, like back to the ultimate frisbee thing like when my friends were like going to nationals like the whole community is like watching it on tv and like rooting for them and texting each other about it like and that's just you know one example then us coming to town they want to support us and they want to like i have people share the event like way way more than people share the events for like you know our bay area shows 
I also can I make a can I do a hot take here? Hot take, Santa Barbara. Uh, hot, hot, take. hot take. Over I don't under. think it's that hot of a take. Uh, over. <laughs> I don't think there's a huge. At least you're not a part of in Santa Barbara, or or hadn't been before. I don't think there's a huge local music scene like there is in the East Bay that we are a part of in the Oakland Concord scene. So there's not a lot of competition. Is that is that a crazy thing to say? It's, or at least within your group of friends, crazy. there's not. It's not crazy. There's yeah. there's not a ton of bands in Santa Barbara that are really doing it. There's a lot yeah. of like college dudes who are together because they go to UCSB. And they know that it's like this effervescent thing that's going to go away in a yeah. little bit. There's not a lot of guys and gals who are in this music community in Santa Barbara and they're in it for the long haul. And doing Well, my, I guess my point is like in the Bay Area, I feel like our friends are all constantly playing. So like every weekend there's local shows to go to. But when we come, your friends are like, oh, we get to go see live music. Maybe it's not something they do a lot. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it's not a normal thing. Like I feel like in the Bay Area, we're constantly going to, I have a to theory. shows. Ooh, I want to hear. I think everyone in Santa Barbara is just so good looking oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> that they don't have to be in a band. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to play an yeah, instrument to be cool. Yeah. No, that's a hot take. Like <laughs> I'm in with the hot takes. Like I a like guy it. like me, I gotta play drums. Oh, <laughs> you stop. I mean? He's so handsome. Dude, you'd stop kill it, it in Santa Barbara. You lived there for six months. What, what was that term you taught me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Now, I'm, now I'm worried. <laughs> All right, next topic. Next topic. Okay. I'm gonna save the negative thing. Okay, so. Okay, this is, this is a fun question I came up with. Um, who is your favorite new either... A new band that we've played with that you met, that we met this year, or musicians that you met that we played with that we became fast friends with, like favorite. Um, do you guys get it? Yeah. yeah get what yeah. I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Like a new, new band. New acquaintances. New acquaintances. Mu- musicians specifically that we either played Jeez, with or like that are like they're like new new fast friends of ours, or it could be old friends that we've played with more. Are we going to the left again? Um, is that okay? Do you, are you, you ready? You get to go first. I mean, that's I'm ready. Easier. Yeah. Are you ready? Finally, I'm going first. Alana's ready. It. Okay. I know what you're going to say. I got I three. Say. I got three. Do it. No, I'm in, dude. You're steal all our answers. I got three, dude. I'm so down. Do three. Three is good. You guys can agree Do with five. Me. I don't all care. Right. All right. <laughs> Coast Tribe? Yeah. Yes. Yes, dude. Those guys Love are killer musicians. They are. Super sick dudes. And they're better dudes. Right. Yeah. Just so Fun guys and killer musicians. Yeah. Um, and then um, false rhythms. Yes, they adorable. Su- they support us, man, and they and they're always like if we post something or, you know, like uh, the guy just tagged me in something the other day and I'm too old and I didn't understand it or else I would have responded because <laughs> I'm, well, I'm thirty. False rhythms, you know? kind of they're, they're young. And they're young. They're and not I, as young as everyone thinks they are. Their drummer is young and Austin is a little young. Yeah. But the the two twins I think are in their mid twenties. I mean, it's a, it's a compliment. Yeah. It's a compliment. We're saying they they're young. I know, and but everyone and it was so embarrassing. Everyone was telling me that they were like eighteen, and so I saw them at Mountain Vibe this last year. I'm like, dude, you guys are so young. You're like eighteen and you're killing. <laughs> when I was eighteen, I wasn't blah blah. And I wasn't like, doing they're anything. Like, they're like, bro, I'm twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's close, dude. I'm just yeah. saying they look great like and they're doing great. Off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually only going to go with two. Are you sure? Yeah, Did yeah. I'm going to go with two. Okay. That was not what I guessed. I thought you were going to say your boy Drew Hagar. Oh, yeah. I, I love, love Drew, Drew man. We, we, you know, that's my boy, but, you know, 
Yeah, Drew, you, guys you, you didn't make the, each other. You, you didn't make you didn't make the top two, Drew. What's up, dude? <laughs> we Maybe gotta play more than one show. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it. He's in the Bay Area. No, I love Drew, man. He's a good dude, and we're trying to figure out a way for us all to play together again. Oh, I think it's maybe down maybe down in L.A. at a hotel. Hotel Cafe. Cafe. Yeah. I almost said California. Dude, it seems like uh, King Daniel has a hookup to that place because he plays there every freaking Thursday, it feels like. One of the funniest guys of all time. Oh, my God. He's he's hilarious. hilarious. I've never seen someone roast an audience member as well. (laughs) (laughs) He roasted that kid. That was (laughs) go buy Go buy a sweater, dude. (laughs) That guy is funny, man. He had the best Freebird reply. When when he did that, he just killed that guy. (laughs) Yeah, basically we played with him at the Siren and somebody requested Freebird. And King Daniel roasted him. What did he's he like, say, Tom? I think he's like, uh, I'm on stage or something like that. You know, he's, uh, he's just funny, man. He, he started he was like, what's your name, man? He yeah. got really into it. Yeah. And he was there with his mom. So then he like gave him a bunch of crap for being there with his mom. And <laughs> it, it was just, it was a perfect, and he, he was just vamping too. You could dude, tell it wasn't. He then was, he dedicated every song to that guy. And he yeah. started pretending. <laughs> dude, he started pretending that that kid had like begged for his merch before yeah, the show. Yeah, that was the best way. He's like, <laughs> How's He's so like, what's the deal, man? You were sitting here before the show trying to buy my hoodie for $10. <laughs> Just roasted this poor kid. This kid wished he was never born. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Well, he did say he kept being like, "You're a good sport, man. You're a good sport. This song's for you, man. This song's for you." And then he roast him a little more. It was, the, it was, it was pretty good. The picture good. from after that show just explains how good oh, that show was. Oh God! If We've you look at such a good show, if you look at picture. all of our pictures or all of our faces in that picture. Oh yeah. Everyone's either like, I shouldn't be driving, <laughs> or. This was a great show. Yeah. Like, you know, that yeah. <laughs> it was laughing. just a fantastic we a, picture. We took a, like a, we needed to do that more often. I was thinking of doing that as a starry plow because it was such a small amount of people that played. It was like 10 of us all together, I think, or yeah. nine, 11 of us. Um, we did like a group photo of all the bands that played. And uh, yeah. All right, Tom, you're up. This is the year of Sabretooth Unicorn. Oh, I, I, nice. I just, nice. I just love them, man. They they just came out like so it. strong this year. They they've been playing the two of uh, Vince and uh, Goody have been playing before this year, but this is the year that the whole band kind of happened. And and they had a, a I I felt like their coming out party was a mountain vibe on that Thursday night. They did like this open mic night thing where it was just whoever wants to show up and play. And I felt like a lot of the musicians of Mountain Vibe were probably too drunk to play or didn't know that they were going to play. And so they just were partying and then got pulled on stage and Sabretooth came on and they just killed. They weren't even playing the show. They just all happened to be there. Yeah. And um, that was the first like time I'd seen the full band play before. And we played our album release with them. And it was just it was so cool to see see what they've done. And they're all our, our really good friends too. great combination just a good buddy of bands, uh, you know, musicians. So. Yeah. Yeah, I shout out to should, those guys. We should try and like move towards their style. I think Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Vince is the most stylish guy in all of music. Just start dude. wearing like. Fuzzy oh, you mean their style? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant their musical style. I was oh, like, I mean, oh, we can't do that. Okay. We can't do that. I'm talking about their their actual their fashion, clothing style. Their fashion style. I, I love the. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Accordion. Goody. 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 Yeah. yeah. Best style in the world. Yeah. He always has style. a short shorts. short shorts and fur. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. He's very burning man. I'm in, dude. I like it. Short it's shorts good. and fur. 
Yeah, very, that that actually describes it pretty perfectly. Side pipe, dude. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, <laughs> for sure. Too much, too much. Got what, what is this podcast rated again? I'm sorry. It's, ex- it's explicit. <laughs> okay, I didn't mean to drop side pipe. Times? My bad. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, maybe a little longer on the shorts. <laughs> you know, a little longer on the shorts. But I oh, love man. those guys. No, that's a that's a good call, Tom. That's a that's a fun like it's it's people we've known for a long time, but it's like a fun little. It's, I feel like it's almost like a super group like that's come out of the scene because it's got Joey. Yeah. And, yeah. It's well, every yeah. band in the Concord scene uh, except for Radio Keys has Joey, Yeah, right? we need to lend a hand yeah. there and <laughs> throw someone in there. We need Joey. We need Joey, yeah. <laughs> we need we Joey. Need Joey. <laughs> Everyone needs Joey. Yeah. All right, Stu, you're up. Oh, Your favorite uh, musician or local band you met or played with? Oh, this is New tough. or old, it's fine. All the good ones get taken before. No offense to everyone else in the We'll go the other way next time. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll go the other way next time. Well, this isn't really like acquaintance-wise, I guess. I mean, like they're they're awesome and everything. Um, I mean, that that sounded really mean. I do obviously enjoy their personalities and everything, but for me, and it's not really an acquaintance either because we know them, but it's from the bottom for me is always the band. I was going to say that. It's (laughs) always the band that we play with where I feel blown away watching them. I just... I watch their whole set. It's tough. Like sometimes you get familiar with local bands and you see them once, you see them twice and you're like, okay, that's cool. I'm going to go have a cigarette or, you know, a drink during the song. And then when they're on, it's like... I'm not doing anything else but watching them for the entire set. Yeah. And acquaintance-wise, I did get to really meet TJ this year a oh, lot. He's fabulous, yeah. He's yeah, and best, I got to meet man. Mitch officially, really. I've known him a little bit in the past, but we've never really sat down and had a conversation. That's so yeah. funny. So Those guys are longtime friends of mine. Yeah. Well, not TJ, but Mitch yeah. and, and Dennis. And Mitch least. is just the sweetest guy, man. Oh, they're well, all the thing about Mitch is he's sort of intimidating, right? Oh, he's super intimidating. Right? He's so you're like, like, I don't want like, to interrupt <laughs> this guy. But then you go and talk to him, and he's just a freaking sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he had the neck tattoo before anyone yeah, had neck brother, tattoo. Uh, what's going on, like, you know, brother? That's yeah, a perfect that impression. Voice. I love yeah. that shit, But he's dude. such a nice guy. And he's yeah. so sweetheart. talented, too. Like, mm-hmm. he plays the trombone. He plays... Guitar. He just picked up guitar, and it's like killing it on the guitar. Oh, he's killing well, it And he plays keyboard. He played bass in Stigma 13. Oh, well, shoot. Like there you go. Years and years and years ago. I mean, that was... I always forget that he was in Stigma yeah. 13. Was he, that in the 90s, Tom? No, no. <laughs> not quite the 90s, but it was... <laughs> that was a Tom joke, not a Mitch yeah, joke. Yeah, it's, it's an old guy joke. They like our to friend, pile those can on. Can I say that our friend Luciano has a Stigma 13 tattoo? Because... I did not know was that. Was it that... Yeah, Luciano has a Stigma 13 tattoo, and I think he told me... I didn't know about it the band. It was the shout-out, Luciano. But I remember he told me, he's like, oh, I got to be on their album cover if I got their band name tattooed on me. And I was like, who's this band? So that's, that's my only connection with them, is knowing that he had that tattoo. And then you later were like... Oh yeah, Mitch is not a band. I was like, damn, the Bay Area music scene is small. Yeah, it's tiny. Oh, but obviously, Dennis is like Dennis the dude is in that band. Heart of the and yeah. Heartbeat. I've I've been trying to talk to him. I've he's a tough a tough guy to hold down. You know, I've been trying to message him and being like, dude, like uh, he's doing you know the full time dad thing or yeah. not dad oh, thing, but full time work and being a dad and and you know, doing the band too. I'm like, you should really try to play some just like solo stuff yes like that oh, whitey ford it. shit where you just yeah. like get the acoustic guitar and you show Absolutely. up and you blow yeah. up on a place and you just play blues covers oh, i mean so he talked about it own, yeah. he talked about it on the podcast that we had he was like i want to be able to you know just show up to a venue and have our band do 
two hours of blue, old school blues songs or two hours of old school country songs. And it's like, why well, don't you just, just do, do that? Why yeah. don't yeah. you just do that, oh, he dude? Would, he would be fa- He'd be so good at that. Yeah. yeah. I know kill. we've tried, but we got to like take those guys against their will, put them in a van and take them down to Santa Barbara. Yeah. I agree. Oh, we're kidnapping just put them in front them. of that huge yeah. crowd and just uh, be like. But yeah, for me, yeah. from the bottom is always the standout local. That's group. a good one, Stu. Yeah. God damn it, Stuart. You totally well, stole you t- mine. I kind of fucked it up because <laughs> you, it was about like new bands that we've no, met. No, no, but we've had like, I feel like from the bottom has kind of made a bit of a comeback. Is that rude to say? But they've kind of come back this year in yeah. a way that I haven't seen them come back. And we've played with them this year, maybe for the first time. From the bottom, open with for my first band ever at Humphreys. Well, you've played with them, but I and mean, Dennis, as, as radio no, but Dennis was seventeen, and I've seen that band since then. And this is the best formation, the the best group of musicians that from the bottom has ever been. Agreed. And that's even over fifteen years of um of the, p- seeing them play. Yeah. I just I love that band. I've always loved that band. I they're really good. I love it when they lean more like blues, rock, and like Tom Tom Waitsy yeah. rather than the oh, the hip. I like the hip hop version too. But like I love it. when they when they like start leaning into that more old school like blues realm, they're just so they're so good. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one last thing about from the bottom. First of all, yes, Tom, you did give me their little CD when we first met Very in 2009, yeah. so ten years ago, and it was a five song demo oh. that I like listened to like crazy in my car, and I was like, this guy, holy shit! And then I met him, and he felt like famous to me. I was like, oh. Anyway, um, TJ, uh, the drummer, uh, I remember talking to him at the OPL, the Old Princeton Landing. And I was like, I was like, I love your performing on stage because he, he like stands up when he's drumming. When he hits the last thing, he'll like stand up <laughs> all this stuff. And I was like, I love your performing. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, it's all Dennis. Like sometimes I'll just be like crying on stage because of Dennis's performance. And I was like, dude, that is exactly like the band dynamic you want is just being inspired by each other. That's like what you feel other. when you see me right. play guitar. Sometimes I just start <laughs> weeping when Stuart's singing. I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's not the same kind of tears, anyway, though, Stuart. anyway, I just want to... Different tears. <laughs> I know. No, it's funny, but like, I loved, I love that he said that he's like, he's like, yeah, I just like get really moved by my fellow like bandmates. So I, lo- I love, I love that band. We gotta, we gotta get together with them again. Yeah. TJ is the reason that we had to get a new drum set. Oh really? Oh yeah. How did that? hundred <laughs> percent, man. I was like, is it starting plow gig? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we played the starry plow gig and he's like, Hey, Alante, uh, just got this set a couple hours ago. You want to play it first? <laughs> I was like, have you played it yet? No. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Dude, he's and, so, he, sorry. He, so go ahead. Go ahead. Me? Okay. Um, he, he had that little pink guitar, remember? Uh-huh. And he was like showing it to me in the parking lot. And he's like, look at this like custom guitar I got me. And I was like, that's beautiful. He's like, do you want to play it tonight? Yeah. During your set? And I was like, no, it's too nice. Like he's, he's that generous. Anyway, I, yeah. Not only are they talented and they're really good. That's what makes those guys sick, right? It's like, yeah. they're about it. They're yeah. not just like showing up to a, a, a venue to play a show. They're about like good music and spreading like the love, not to sound super hippie and stuff, but you know, but anyways, I played that, uh, that 26 inch bass drum and it's the bottom kit, the bottom kit. Right. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a bit much for me. 26 <laughs> inches. Right. <laughs> but then we, we <laughs> that sounded really weird. No, it's like Goldilocks. Really. 26 <laughs> inches. That's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we just set that one up on yeah, a T. Oh, that was on no. a T, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, I went outside and I was talking to uh, uh, Ruben, and he just happened to be talking about how he was selling his drum set. 
And I was like, you know what? I love the old, uh, the old yellow bus, the man. School but bus. The school the bus. The old school bus, man. But I think it's time to get a little maple shells. And then two days later, we went and picked up the new, you know, we don't have a name for it yet, the green machine. That green sounds like machine. the name, though. Like, and, there can't uh, be another name. Like, that's it. And, yeah. But, yeah, that was, that was TJ's fault. In yeah. a good way. Thanks yeah. a lot, TJ. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, TJ, for getting yeah. me a, a new yeah, sick from drum the, kit. From the bottom is special, and I want them to come out with a record. They said they were coming out with it in November, and I haven't heard anything since, so maybe we should start Hounding rattling the cage a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll I'm each call it. them once a day. From different from different numbers. Each of their yeah. cell phones. That's a lot of calls. All right, Em, you're up. All right. Well, you guys took all my answers. I love Coast Drive. I love False Rhythms. Um, love Sabretooth. Love, love, love from the bottom. Um, I was going to briefly shout out all our favorite friend bands like Rossmore that we played with last oh, night. Man. And like uh, I forgot Overland. how much I liked playing. Oh, we love playing yeah. with them. And like, but I'll say, I'll, I'll take a different spin on it since you guys took all my answers. Those are our old friends. That That's I just, what I feel like. No, they're though. my like, old friends. So I was going to take a different spin uh, since you guys took a lot of my answers and I agree with <laughs> you guys. I think we all just, we all experience the same thing. So we're all kind of on the same page. But I was going to say that this year, we played a lot of gigs this year, like almost 50, I think we counted. And um, I felt like I met um, or reconnected with a lot of amazing uh, female musicians that I was really excited to play with um, and played some more like female heavy shows that I was really excited about. So I got a shout out. Uh, Marge started her solo. Pro- I don't want to, co- sorry, not a solo project, but she was kind of uh, in like supporting roles in bands for a while. And now she's doing like her own original music in M. Jones and the Melee. And so I've kind of seen that sort of start over 2019. And I've known Marge for like six years. So it's so exciting to see that. Um, I met my friend Anne. Um, and mm. she's starting in Babble Down. Are you sure Down. that wasn't that in 2017? Sorry, it was in, no, it was in November <laughs> like of it was 2018. Yeah. We met at that Jenny Brown show. Um, but we've started actually gigging together this year. And we have a gig in like two weeks. Um, and then getting to play with... We've always like seen Mama Foxy a lot and like I, I feel like we haven't played a lot of gigs with them but this year we played a lot with them and I got to really connect they're really badass like I got to really chat with like Judy um, their violin player and then obviously Ashley is incredible uh, and then Nancy and obviously Anna I've known since I was like a teenager mm-hmm. um, so yeah I've just I've ha- we've had some uh, I've, I've sort of watched our shows um, across this year and there's been some more uh, some more female heavy shows that I'm excited about. We also played with Tay and the Jangla Dawes this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and Taylor. Tay, I got to Tay and one Jangla Daw. Tay and uh, Greg Fogg, who is yeah. another great connection we made this this year. Um, he's so talented. He's a really good musician. Oh, he's yeah. incredible. Yeah. He's also yeah. in my Evergreen Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to chat with Taylor at the Plow. I didn't really get to chat with her before. And uh, we got to we got to share some uh, some horror uh, venue stories, horror stories of venues, yeah. back and forth. It's always fun to chat with local musicians. So, so yeah, um, I I just feel like we've connected more and more. Like the more we play, the more we uh, create this musical community in the East Bay. Like I'm so passionate about this community being a thing. I think it's I think like it, thriving. I think there's something that we've really tried to like you know, instigate in this scene is just being as supportive as possible. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Tagging each other, shouting each other out. If someone achieves something like puts out a record or puts out a video, you like share it. And like, it's just, it, it helps everyone. If everyone is supportive, it creates a community and the importance of community 
is cannot be understated. I feel like yeah. to help everyone, you know, rise rise up. And I feel like the shows have been doing better and better and better as as the years have gone on. Definitely, I think we get mad mad love in the community for for what we do and in, in building um and and in building the community and telling people like this is how we're going to promote this show and kind of giving them pointers and tips and um I, I think that that's such a rewarding thing for. For me to be a part of is just to give back and do that, and I just hope that um, it, it keeps growing in, in 2020 and gets better at it. I, I also <laughs> want to think about like merging like Pop bottle. <laughs> this like Oakland Berkeley music scene with like the Concord music scene because there's so much going on. It was so refreshing to hear like on Friday night we were talking to uh, Tay from Tay and the Jingle Dots and Greg Fogg. And they were like, oh my gosh, we really want to play Vinny's. We really want to play Vinny's. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, hell this is yeah. like a Berkeley band being like, we really want to play Vinny's. And I was like, absolutely. Like, it's a great venue. And like, the East Bay should know about it. And it should be like, it's it, treat, it treats bands great. Like, it's it should be known. But also, Vinny's deserves all these great bands from Concord, from uh, Oakland and Berkeley and, and all these other markets that we're playing. We can bring in some people. It's like, I feel like it's like importing. You know, we're like importing uh, artists and and. It's such a cool thing where That's, we can yeah. put someone on like Coast Tribe from uh, uh, Half Moon Bay and and they do really well because they're great musicians, but uh, we bring the crowd and then they do their thing and, and then they're able to build their fan base and then we, they'll put us on over there and it's just, it's a great community building thing and that's that's what it's all about i feel like concord is one of the stronger music scenes and like berkeley i feel like has been a little bit on the a little more i, I okay i don't I, want to say they're on no, the up i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you i lived in berkeley for a long time the blakes uh, the loss of blakes was so oh, many was venues and the down low. so many venues closed yeah. it's so heartbreaking and like i just wonder if if there's a good like the because of the campus, um, because of this constant demand for housing, and we can't get into like the rent issue, but like because of the fact that UC Berkeley's there and there's a constant demand for housing, rents are crazy high, and musicians just don't live in Berkeley. They live and like Oakland, they get pushed out. Oakland even like the Golden Bull is like hitting us up. Like you have to like look on our calendar and like guess <laughs> yeah, dates to play and then calling them out. And then you have. <laughs> sorry, you lead into my no, next we call question. Out bad oh. We are call out bad behavior. Are you ready for the next question? We weren't going to go into this, but uh, now okay. I think the next segment is least favorite venues. So no. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't want to say least favorite venues or least favorite gigs, but I figured we could. We can. We can take our own discretion. I'm Hit them up on Yelp. I'm fine calling out a <laughs> shitty venue that treats bands badly. I'm fine doing that. But we can, at our comfort level, like whatever. Or just a least favorite gig, like you just had a shitty gig, or like for whatever reasons. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some shit moments uh, as a, as a live band. We've been like we've been through a lot of experiences together. Like, what were some of your least favorite stories or moments or venues? Uh, do you want to start this way or do you want to start this way? Let's do go first. All right, I got uh, one. Well, I got a good one. You have one. to come back around to me, but I, <laughs> I, I know where you're going. One. But yes, Stuart, I'm down. The worst <laughs> show <laughs> that we played. In 2019, was at the Frog and Peach oh, in oh, San Luis Okay. <laughs> and it wasn't because the venue's not cool or no, the, the town cool. isn't cool. The venue was actually really nice to us. Very and they gave people. us some yeah. drinks. Oh, and they, they were like, adorable, yeah. paid us even though they should not have paid us. They like, made no felt money. really bad for but us. But also, the bartender's for, really sure, fast. Yeah. for sure, don't start a show at 10 p.m. on a Sunday. Like, yeah. that was, like, really where they went wrong. But we play and there's... 
maybe two people and the bartenders there the entire show. I think it was just the bartenders and one guy at the bar who was like dating the bartender. He was like, he kept going behind the bar. I was like, does he work here? Like, well, let me, let me contrast it. So like (laughs) back to the ultimate Frisbee shit, like they host regionals every year. The slow does the college for college regionals. So a bunch of UCSB ultimate Frisbee alumni, we all get together. We right. go to slow. We like rent an Airbnb and we watch the college team play. Yeah. So we watch the college team on a Saturday night and then we go to Frog and Peach and it was It's in poppin'. downtown. Yeah, it it's was like, like right. hundreds of people there. Damn. Pouring into this back, place. Uh, they have a huge patio. back patio. Yeah. It, the band was awesome. I remember them playing uh, The Ocean by Led Zeppelin and I was just like, this band is killing. Nice. And I was like, this is an incredible venue to play. And like yeah. that, so you contrast that yeah. when we show up <laughs> on Sunday and it's the most dead ever. It was so dead that like before we play our third set, the bartender's just like, you guys can just go. We'll still pay you the same. <laughs> you, you don't have to. This is hilarious. It was, it was comical. We were just playing to an empty room. She's like, you can just go. Yeah. But? But, yeah, you guys can tell this part of the story better than me because I was, I was loading gear oh, into my you trunk. inside. I didn't oh. see it firsthand. Oh I saw goodness. the aftermath. Like, oh, I walked in when he made the Led Zeppelin comment. Oh, but, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Basically, like, we played, we played, we were like, ending our second set and uh like maybe our second to last song this real methy looking uh skinny guy he walks was a in yeah he was yeah he was <laughs> a real methy looking dude kind of wanders in he doesn't go to the bar he just like sits at a table like 10 feet in front of the stage and keep in mind it's an empty bar so it's he's like the only person there so i was like looking at him because it's like you know we're on stage and he's the only he starts one there. charging his phone he starts charging his phone he grabs a glass of water a plastic cup of water and he's like look, he first of all dead ringer for charles manson like that's what he looks like it's like if you want a visual <laughs> for the story he looks like he's like a little like Just long brown hair manson. like sk- dead in the eyes like <laughs> swastika tattoo on the forehead <laughs> <laughs> like, guy like really intense like stands like everything he does is really intense like he pulls a chair really intensely anyway so he sat down and he was like watching us and it was like all right all right all right so we played like two more songs and then we stop and then the bartender's like hey there's no one here like you guys can stop and so i was like all right thanks y'all we had a great night and then we quietly start kind of packing up and like i'm putting my i hop off stage to put my guitar in the case and this charles manson dude walks up to me and he's like i came here to see some fucking live music and he's like inches from my face and i was just like whoa i was like whoa and then um funny he didn't go to Alante saying that. No, well, he went straight to me. <laughs> straight to me. Well, Alante was on stage and Alante immediately hopped off stage. He didn't bring that heat I, to Alante's face. Yeah, That's right. right. Well, sorry, for, I forgot to say before he ran up to me, he took his water cup, which was like a plastic cup, and he threw it at the yeah, stage. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he like threw it at the stage. So I was like, Oh, this guy's like angry. That was like my first I was like, Oh, Methy dude is angry. Charles Manson's mad. And then he walked up to me and he's like, I can learn some fire live music. And I was like, Oh, he's coming for me? Like really? Well, I jumped like, off. right for me. Tom I jumped off, off first, first and yeah. Lante yes. was instantly behind me. Like yeah. it wasn't even, you guys I didn't back. look at him. Not, we didn't talk at all. It was just, it, we just went into reaction mode and just jumped Aww. right in front of Emily and was just like, you know, you want to say something, say something to us. Yeah. And then the bartender from, from uh, Frog and Peach, every bit of five, two came, came <laughs> running. This at is this why guy. I said he's the fastest guy of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Cause before I could darse this guy, you know what I mean? What does that mean? What is a darts? It's a darts choke, dude. It's a choke. Okay. It's a submission. Yeah. Well, no one can see the the, yeah, the, the yeah, what right. yeah, yeah. just just did. Catch. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, before I could get this guy, the bartender 
probably put in about a four two forty <laughs> from the back of the bar straight to this he's guy. Tyree Kill. Yeah, he's, <laughs> it was Tyree Kill actually. I think. <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah. But he kicked this guy out, and it was amazing. The guy tried to come back in to get his charger and his like meth papers or and whatever he the hell the he had. The best with him, thing you know? in the world that we still quote to this and day. As he's, as he's getting kicked out of the bar, like literally. <laughs> The, the bartender's got his shirt and he's pulling him out. He looks back at all of us because by this time I think Stu was I'm already back, back I in. I was like, what's <laughs> happening? What's right? going on? <laughs> and he looks at us and he goes, what does he say, Stu? He says, you aren't shit compared to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, we know. Yeah, we all we're look like, at each yeah, other. Yeah, dude, the, we agree. The best part is the second after he said it, he was like, oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, oh, I'm so dumb for saying that. Like, you could tell the regret on his face. Like, he right had after. a moment, dude, and that's what he said. Oh, Jess. <laughs> you know? Oh, like, the Jess. spotlight was yeah. on him, <laughs> and he was going to say this one thing that would just make us quit music. Oh, you're going <laughs> to end this man's career right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> he should have just said, Kelly Clarkson, or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You aren't checking out to Kelly Clarkson and be like, okay, I agree. That would Couldn't be agree offensive. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. But Led Zeppelin, you're like, you're like, like yeah. What? That's like, like, you're not yeah. checking out to the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we we're aware, Couldn't man. <laughs> you can't box for shit compared to Muhammad Ali. Like, <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> anyway, that was my worst. No, that was a good one. But then we got to go back story. to the Airbnb, which was really which cool. Was a we got to I was going to say, the Airbnb yeah. was amazing. Try on a bunch of cowboy hats and, and uh, me go and to bed Stewart at four. Slept for about two hours and yeah. then drove back to the Bay Area. Yeah, it was And almost demon. died early. We oh, yeah, time. we did almost die. But anyway. All right, Tommy. Tommy, you're up. Least favorite moment. Oh, I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit. It's, take it's the, the flamingo. Okay, uh, Flamingo like, is a so nightmare. It's not even the venue. <laughs> it's not even the bartenders. It's not even the promoter that put it together. No, they it's were all it's fine. one person who just made it all bad. It was just it was the, the sound engineer. It was yeah. in, in 15 years of performing live, it was the most difficult sound engineer I've ever worked with. And uh, the reason why is because he made it more about the uh, more about the art uh, more about himself, not the artist. And mm-hmm. it was just it, and it was well he. So after we got done playing and had this nightmare experience, he was like a Simon Cowell, he, but like, like but a no, nobody. No, he was he was this he was <laughs> so this. Like he had all this like aggressive like well, confidence, and it was like no one. Yeah, thinks you're. What that was crazy important. is that you, you know when people perform, sometimes there are artists that have like egos, and it was him, the sound engineer, that had the ego, and and, and it's like wait a second, dude, Off we're all the being. Bat. We're all being humble and we're being awesome. Like we, uh, we played with this other band. Um, shout out Fleetwood Macrame. Oh, they, they were great. I, I thought yeah. they were cool, and 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 we had a good time with them. Thanks. And dude. we were all kind of just in it together, dealing with this just nightmare. And he was just. Uh, and, and so when he went to introduce Fleetwood Macrame, he said, "And this is the this is the the, the cherry yeah. on top after the terrible terrible experience we had. It was welcome everybody to my stage." Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Fleetwood Macrame. And it was like, are you ki- like to your like who are you? You don't own the venue. You're not the stage manager, so it's not your stage. Like oh Yeah, it was tough. Tom, yeah. I've never met a guy who wears his dreads inside of his vest. Oh yeah, I didn't even That was a nice his, guy. Yeah. It was horrifying. And um yeah. To be know. fair, have you ever met anyone else that wears their dreads inside their vest? No. Inside okay. anything they're other also than like, like a hat, they're like or a like, good yeah. foot below his butt, which is too long. He I'm pulled. He it. pulled the it's one of the long. great lines. You know, it's like, uh, like almost. Do, it's like the equivalent to "Do you know who I am?" It's the 
I used to do sound for insert yep. in the blank. Yeah, insert drop, some band like I was Def Leppard or some shit, right? Yeah. Not even no that cool. Yeah, right. Not no, even like Def Leppard cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, I've been doing this for thirty five years and I used to, you know And I'm like, you've been doing it thirty five years and you're still at the Flamingo? Like what yeah. are you doing, bro? And you're just, still an asshole. Oh man. I just remember like I well, first of all, I was the first one there and like I walked into that shit show. And like the first thing he did was like come at me and be like, I never got this stage and like be a dick. And I was like, wow. Um, but then when I was on stage, like when we're sound checking, like we're, we're all professionals. We know how to sound check. Like we know how to wait our turn. We're not going to like play over each other. Like we know how to, we know how to do it. But he was treating us like we were like 14 year olds that had just gotten an electric guitar. So like I'm every 30. time, like we, yeah, I'm like, come on, man. So like, I would like, he'd be like, all right, check your microphone. And I'd start singing. I'd be like, I'd be like, all right, hey, can I get like a little more? And he'd be like, you don't talk right now. And he'd like put his finger in front of my face and be like, you don't talk right now. You, you don't, don't talk. say that. Shh, you don't talk right now. And I was like, bro, like, chill. He wanted me to turn down my amp so much. <laughs> and <laughs> I just, and, and he also wanted me to put my amp in a certain. He wanted you to move so it, Stu. Please tell, please tell how he, how he did. <laughs> Dude, please. It was so the greatest was, thing I've ever seen. We got to the point with this guy <laughs> where we were seriously in the parking lot, like getting some shit about from our to car. Leave. We're about like, to be like, should we just go? Should we go? Yeah, no one wants us here. Should we just Nobody get out of here? To be Tom here. looks at me and he goes, is this worth 500 bucks? Yeah. yeah, it was should, not even five hundred. Yeah, he's like, should we just <laughs> should we just leave? And we're yeah. on stage, and we're still yeah. contemplating like, should maybe we we'll go? just go. We like, could just we, pick up right now. I yeah. was even, I was backlined. I did, I just had to grab two. <laughs> I had to grab two bases, and I was out. Like, yeah. like wrap it, up maybe go. one chord. I'm out of here. So he had the most bizarre like ideology for a sound guy I've ever seen. So usually you do it two ways. You either have the amp facing the audience, and you kind of turn it up a little bit more. Right. Or you have the amp so the audience can't really hear it. It's facing more the, the band stage, like yeah. what we do and what right. we learned in Steve Sage class. Yeah. And yeah. you mic it and then you can play it as loud as you want over the over the speaker system. Exactly. He wanted to do neither. He wanted <laughs> he wanted He's like, just get that amp off stage. He, just fuck <laughs> it. Just he don't wanted play me to have it facing the audience and have it be mic'd super quiet. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's just gonna sound like pure shit. That's why we're and having I, it. And I can't hear it. Yeah. That's why we're having it facing us, so I can get a little more gain on the tone, and then you can just decide how loud it is on the sound system. He wasn't having it. So he kept saying, You can put your guitar or you can put your guitar amp over there. And I'm like, I can just put it here though, right? And I, like, <laughs> the way that I wanted, I was like, I can yeah. put it here though, right? And he was like, no, over there. I'm like, here's good though, right? And I just <laughs> would not let it go. And this, we went back and forth probably like five or six times. And then finally he just gave up and just ended up turning my amp like so low. It was ridiculous. But yeah, that guy was a real tool. No, that was, that was one of the roughest shows I've, I've ever played. Not just this year, like, of all time like i think that honestly yeah i i just hate showing up to a gig and it's like you're there you're there to provide entertainment and you're there because you you know people want you to be there and you have this talent and you're kind of giving your time and then you just get treated like something to cat dragged in it's 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 pretty rough but, um and that was the, that was the amplification of that yeah um, but the thing is is like all things considered, the the show went well. Like yeah. there were a lot of people there. We yeah. got paid. We had a green room. Like show went well, but yeah, he really ruined the whole he vibe. Was and it's such like, a nightmare. I wish, I wish if venues, he was just okay, it would have been like been an fine. awesome good show. show. Yeah. Yeah. Been, if he was it, just it made the okay, first, the first list of the greatest, want, like the best shows. I of the want year, venues like. to know that it's like, hey, do you know that this sound guy? is a goddamn nightmare, but and he's making bands not want to come back. I told the promoter, I was like, this guy's a nightmare. Absolutely, hell yeah. 
Like we wouldn't we wouldn't go back there if no matter like I mean obviously if they paid us a certain amount we go back there but I would go back there if he wasn't there. Yeah, I mean that's the, yeah, the, the the thing that's nice about this not this being my my least favorite show of the year is it had nothing to do with the venue so it's not yeah. they're unshaded the venue at all. It was actually quite a cool. It was a great stage. Sounded it had good. a great sound uh, great sound uh, system. It had a cool like little green room situation and it had a great natural built in crowd and and it had all of the things that were great and then there's just one person that just made it from what would have made our first part of the list of like one of the best places we played this last year to like my thing that I said was my least favorite gig of the year. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely more tumultuous than Frog and Peach. Like I felt more anger. It was in aggressive. That. Like, yeah. I've never felt it was that very aggressive. angry like doing radio keys. Like usually yeah. I, I can get frustrated, but right. and then I never get like, angry okay, like, yeah. oh, this guy wants to, it's like, not that I'm like some tough guy who wants to fight someone, but it's like, that's what it felt like. Like this guy's trying to fight us. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. felt like he was trying to, you know, no, he like, was that. Really, like I said, he kept putting his hand in front of my face. He's yeah. like, you don't talk yeah, now. You don't talk. I was like, what the like fuck? A little short dude? bully. Yeah. Was, I'm like, you're a grown man. You can, you can speak to me. Like, I think I did say, I stood up for myself once in that set when we were doing sound check. He kept saying like, don't talk. He's like, you don't talk now. And I was like, you don't speak to me like that. I said it yeah. once in the mic and he was like, all right, ma'am. Anyway, and he moved on. Oh, he started calling us sir and ma'am yeah, after and a while, was, which was really Yeah, weird. he was like, all right, I'll just passive-aggressively call you ma'am. And I was like, as long as you treat me with like a fucking grain of respect yeah. from what you've been doing, then like, yeah. fine. Like, that nah, was a nightmare. That was all a good right. one, Tom. That was probably mine Yeah, as I forgot well, about that one. <laughs> all right, Alante, you're right, Alante, up, buddy. you ready? Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't my least favorite show by any means, but it was my least favorite experience of the year. Yeah, it's perfect. I almost blacked out at Mount Vibe. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On stage. I remember. <laughs> and Tom will tell you, I had a, you know, the Crystal Geyser, they're not paying You're talking us. about like blacking out, not from do- like drinking, like no, hammered. No, You're talking, talking about no, from like heat yeah. exhaustion. 3, 3 yeah, p.m., yeah. yeah. I just wanted, like, to, I wanted yeah, to clarify. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, I wasn't like irresponsible and got hammered on, on stage. No, no, no. You weren't crew up there. It was like 107. so hot. Yeah. Just period, right? And I'm And I got a gallon of water next to the drum kit. And we play the first song, and I'm like, well, don't feel great. But, you know, 45 minutes, I can do that shit in my sleep. <laughs> Second song, I'm like, gonna die. Daddy's oh, dead. Da- Dad Daddy's died early, dead. you know? <laughs> you know? And then third song, I was literally, at, at that point, I was like, well, I'm not gonna tell the rest of the band to stop playing. You know, I'm, I'm just gonna black out on stage, oh. and then it'll be like, and it co- go out on your shield. Yeah, it'll be like a cool, yeah. <laughs> it'll be like a cool mountain vibe story. Like fucking radio keys came out, Alante blacked out and knocked over the drum kit. Tom played a bass solo. They left. You know what I mean? Or yeah. something cool. By the time we played the fourth song, I'm literally in my own head. I'm just waiting for the walls to close in. You know, like when you're about to black out and your yeah. your vision just narrows. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going. I had already accepted that I was going to black out. That's and, wow. I was, and I was like, well, I'm going to black out. So here we go, you know? And then somehow I didn't black out. And then I immediately, we got done playing. I didn't even go backstage. I walked off the front of the stage. <laughs> you left like everything left, attached to the drums, the cymbals, whatever you brought. Everything. My, and, my snare, the cymbals were everything. I, I did not unload. And I went to my tent. And I and I had a, a Gatorade and I drank that and I slept for like four hours, and I, to this day I don't know who tore down the drum set for me. Was it any of you guys? Yeah, well I <laughs> I helped. Name, it was um, I think False Rhythms was after us, and so it was Rob Wheeler from a uh, yeah um, Tahoe Tribe. Yeah, um, he was, so shout out to those guys. Yeah, but that was the worst I've 
ever felt on stage and i was nervous man i was like well part of me was like this is gonna be pretty gangster right because i'm gonna like black out on stage i would have a story yeah i'm gonna knock over the snare and shit and it's gonna be really cool but then it just turned out as me like like just not blacking out and then performing at like 65 percent, which sucks but you know that that happens but yeah that was that was mine for sure i think we sure. all were like f- i mean i know for a fact that not last year at mountain vibe but the year before that i was feeling the same way like i would yell or do like a really intense part of the song and then like i'd be like oh man i'm seeing stars all of a sudden yeah like, i was seeing stars so, for sure so 20, i went i went full-blown emily yeah yeah i was gonna say the year before 2018 I turned, I wasn't even like, I think I was really dehydrated and like having a little bit of a heat stroke because I'd watched, <coughs> I was a little bit, but I'd watched, uh, I'd watched Rossmore in the morning and I watched their whole set. So I stood in the sun because there was no shade oh, structure. Yeah, that makes sense. I stood in the sun for like 45 minutes and it's like a hundred degrees and just watched their set and I felt great. It was like 10 in the morning. I was like, this is great. And then we go to play and I turned to Alante and I was like, I think I'm going to pass out. And yep. then we started the set. <laughs> and then I, I like don't remember. I thought, felt like I was going to throw up every time like I hit a high note. It was really bad. It was like, and then I died. That would, have, the, that would have been going out in your shield. Yeah, I just passed. Puking a, in the middle of a high note. Ah! And then I, then I went back to the tent and just like <laughs> passed out for like six hours. I, I missed yep. like most of Mountain Vibe because I, I had this like migraine and I was like nauseous and like sweating, but like I was like hot. And yeah, anyway, you know so what was cool I feel about, you, Mountain Vibe can, it's the elements can fuck you up. What was cool about this, this year's Mountain Vibe was uh, TQ passing out shots to everybody in the audience. That was uh, cute. Yeah, Tyler. that was awesome. Yeah, that, 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 really, brought, that really won him over. <laughs> We're like, hey, yeah, we brought the uh, fifth of what was it, Jameson? No, I think we brought, we brought, we brought a handle. Oh, sorry, a handle. It was yeah. a handle for sure. Yeah. And we're just like, yeah, help yourself. And uh, so, you know, we started. There's about 14 people directly in front of the stage. By the time we ended, full. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. Free there. Jameson, don't get passed up. Yeah. So next year we have shot glasses for that, right? Yeah, for well, we sure. had the Dixie glasses because it's mountain vibe and we don't want people breaking glass at the stage. Oh, it's fair. true. It's true. That's yeah. fair. That's why we didn't. We're like being, uh, yeah. All right. Em, that and we didn't have shot glasses yet, which are available at radiocuesmusic.com slash merch. <laughs> um, I'm like, that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Do we do we have that? <laughs> it's not a thing, it's not a thing. We literally just hand them out of the shows. I think I've yet to sell one. Everyone's like, "Oh, you have merch, uh, shot glasses." And I'm like, "Here, take four. Take like, it, we yeah. need to, yeah, we need people to be better. Usually, like, tip after they, that. They're they, like, they, here's, they, a, yeah. "Here's a twenty. Like, they don't know what a shot glass costs. So yeah, like, yeah, they're just like, oh, here's, here's, yeah. here's five bucks. Yeah, for it's everyone like, that gives all a twenty, is a dollar forty, and we're good. Yeah. Did those shot glasses get taken from? Our merch. I think we gave them us? to the bartenders. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because we, we only had two. Nice. I think that's what happened. It's I really paying for advertisement. Yeah. Man. It's just like whatever. Like here is. you go. Like we we already paid for these. Like at this point, like let's just get them out in the I world. I can't tell you how many of uh, stories on Instagram we're a part of where people are like taking shots randomly. With our yeah, like, that's great. Like, shot glass, and it's like that was the goal. Dude. Cool. It's everything. That's, man. that's what I pictured when we got them. Like. Like a, it's like the CD that's been in the back of your car for two years, and you just know the logo because it's been in your car for two years. It's like, man, I've had this shot glass in my cabinet, and then they see that logo again, and it's like, oh, radio key, okay, cool. Yeah, and then you feel obligated almost to come out to the show. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I do know that yeah. band. All right, Anne, what's your? Uh, All right, I feel like horror story. I I just feel like um, I agree with uh, with Tom's answer about flamingo. That was probably my my show this year that I felt the most like I actually could have walked away from it and felt 
completely justified. Like yeah. literally laughed before we played. Like that's the only time I felt that ever. Um, and then uh, Stuart, I agree with you as well. But I was thinking, I was trying not to call anyone out. So let's think. Um, well, it's too late for that. Yeah, fuck it. All right, so we I have went two. hard in the paint this two. last segment. One, I have two. One I won't name, but Stuart and I did a two-piece show where we showed up at this venue, and it was kind of like a restaurant with like an outdoor patio, and they had like a stage, and we show up, and like we're like, "Hi, we're Radio Keys. We're here to play this like you know three-hour set or whatever." And the hostess was adamant. She was like, "No, you're not playing tonight." And we were like, well, we, we drove for like 90 <laughs> minutes and I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure we brought like a PA and all shit. I was like, we're pretty sure we're pretty sure we're playing. And she was just like, yeah, you're not like, she was ready to turn us away. She was like, you guys are not playing. And we're just like, she's like, there's okay. someone playing out there right now. She's like, actually, you're just not <laughs> like, you guys are just wrong. She was very rude. I used to be a hostess. So I feel like I can say that she was really rude. Cause like, come on, like, just be like, I know you have a little bit of power, but like, come on. So like naturally so <laughs> I like, I brought up the email. I'm like, no, it says right here this time this date like that's where she's we like, are i'll go get so and so and then she brings the guy over and then sure enough she's like i guess you guys are playing and, we're just like, <laughs> <laughs> and then throughout that gig they kept being like they were like we were playing in this huge patio and there's like huge. seven there's like seven people there it was a rough gig like we were just getting through yeah. it and they kept being coming up to us and being like ah, can you guys just like not be so loud we're literally an acoustic guitar and two vocals and a tambourine they're like can you, you guys are so loud can you just turn we're like it can was barely hear dude, it was to the point where i couldn't even hear my guitar or my voice beyond my natural guitar and my natural voice i couldn't voice. hear your guitar i couldn't hear your voice i was like it was it was rough and then also at some point like they kept being like uh like this big group would come and be like, can you sing a, it's so-and-so's the birthday boy. Can you sing a poison song for him? Like we're just getting the most ridiculous requests and we're just and like, I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, I quit music today. Like this is a nightmare. Like this, that was one of my least favorite. I'm um, glad you didn't. No, we didn't quit. Um, and then here. we played a gig recently in San Francisco. I was just getting sick. Oh. Um, and we, we played in this kind of bottleneck bar, this dive bar. It's probably, I don't know if it's, I don't want to throw the sound guy into the bus. I don't know if it's his fault, but it's probably the worst on stage sound I've ever had. It is really loud. It's it's, it's, it's loud, but like I couldn't hear myself and I was like, Hey, like we like, he didn't really sound check us. And then we started, we just played a song. And then immediately I was like, I was like, Hey, could I get a little more of my vocals in my monitor? And he was like, if you stop touching the microphone, you'll be able to hear yourself. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I, was just like, I mean, he meant touching around like exactly he what I'm I was, doing well, right He now. thought I was cupping this, it, which I wasn't. He said cupping. Yeah. Does this and, place and rhyme with schmate and schmash, Mary? No. 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 Well, it's in, it's oh, well, in that the, same. Yeah. Oh, it's in that district. Yeah, in that okay. yeah. yeah. So I was like, cool, bro. I'll stop touching the mic. Thank you. And then it never did get better and I couldn't hear myself. So I was just screaming. And that's what the, you can hear that my voice is gone right now. It, that was a week and a half well, ago. They're the, they're and the I perfect, still, they're the like, perfect example of a venue like the opposite of Jam Cellars. Well, okay. Let me really quick because I was going to say this too. Good point. They, my yeah. least favorite type of venue, they charge at the door. They don't pay bands and the bands pay for their drinks. So we all drove to San Francisco, parked, like fucking took a, it took five hours of our life to play this show, blah, blah, blah. And each spent like 30 bucks at the bar. I spent more than that. And got, yeah, and I spent got more than that too, nothing. So maybe got it was more than 30. Did not this get is, paid. Dude, we were minus about 250 on that gig. Like, 
Yeah, it's like that's not yeah. like what the fuck. Okay, so what's happening with the door money? That just goes to the that goes to the two people who've guy? earned it: the door person and <laughs> the, the horrifying sound, sound guy. Yeah. Hey, Stu, stop copying your mic. It's it's really. It's <laughs> really I'm really the only crazy. one without a stand here, dude. Yeah. I I'm just saying, like, whether I don't know. I I just felt like he came in really hot because I was just like, hey, can I get a little vocals? And he's just like, if you stop touching your mic, and I was just like, dude, if you're, I'm a, I've done this a bunch of times. Look, like, if you're a venue, and you don't pay your bands, you charge at the door, and so you don't even treat your so bands to, to like a drink or two or anything. You're giving your bands nothing. What are nothing. you doing? You're giving your... What are you, you're it's, getting, it's you're not a give free and take. entertainment. It's not a give and take. It's all take, 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 take. It's fucked up is what it is. So, it, so that, was, that was what I want to know what their favorite. deal was is you bring 25 people... And after the 15th, so per first band. you have to bring 25 people, As but one after band, the yeah. 15th person, then you get $5 per person that you bring. Well, this comes down to what we were talking about. Do the math on that. It's, it's horrible. We didn't make any money. And we brought, we yeah. brought like, we brought a good amount of people, but we didn't make any money. I don't think any band made money. And Zero I don't bands think, made money. I don't no. think the bar's goal is for any bands to make money. I think they set that up to be like, yeah, also, by the way, it's a fucking Wednesday night. Well, so want, like, what want to know what it, it's about? A, like, want to know what it does? Is they, it's like factory farming for bands. So they bring seven, six, five bands in the oh, night. Oh, we had five bands they that know night. That, it was way too that's many. That's at least thirty people that are going to be in their bar that night Drinking, buying drinks yeah, because yeah. they can't bring shit else for anyone to it's like. It's a Wednesday night. They have no other reason to go to so fucking at the that very least. guitar. At the silk tar. V- silk tar is a great. Silk it's a great it rhymes with silk tar. And <laughs> the thing about the silk tar is they know for song. a fact they're going to get 30 people in there. On a Wednesday. That will they buy some drinks because musicians. Also pay a cover fee. Musicians are known to drink. Yep. And then best case scenario, those bands bring a few people. Then you charge them ten dollars, which covers your sound guy and covers your door person. Hey guys, we got into the into the gig for free. At yeah, least, that's right? true. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got into our own gig for anyway, free. Anyway, places Bless like us. that where that is my goal for twenty twenty. Our New Year's resolution: not no more any of those. that bullshit hey, can anymore. I, can I just? I don't know. If I'm, I might be no, uh, wrong on this, go but did we mention Alameda? At all yet? No. Oh. I wanted to talk shit about it, but Rough. I wasn't sure. Man, we played a lot of shit <laughs> games Rough, this year. <laughs> Rough, dude. Rough. For the record, we played a lot of great shows. We played like 40, so if we talk about and then four on the other side venues, of that, that's pretty good. On the other side of that, you know, honorable mention to Lagunitas always treats us very well. Yeah, Lagunitas yeah, yeah. is great. I, I actually, the Alameda, the Alameda venue, I actually hit pretty hard last podcast. Yeah, so we we okay, we'll spare them. We'll spare them. So you said the Fireside Lounge in Alameda, right? You said the name? Okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, when when a band, when a venue is that bad to people, it's important for us as musicians to talk Share about that, knowledge. that this is bad. So if there are any musicians out there, just you, you heard the venue. Don't play it. At, don't least, play at least it. let's all Stewart. talk about it. And this comes down to building a community, and we're all we're all talking to you venues. So treat us better because we're we're starting a movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, me and Stuart crushed a couple of double bacon cheeseburgers that night. So at least Dude, that was nations, worth it. Baby. I <laughs> love nations. You do love nations. I love yeah. nations. Anyway, what's up next? Huh? Um, so we'll By the way, we're at about 70 minutes. We'll so. knock it down to two more. All right. Okay. I was going to do like three, but let's do two. Um, so the last one, I'll prepare you guys. The last question we're going to talk about is uh, 
Look, this is really cheesy. Wait, I thought you said two more. There's two more, but okay. the, I'm I'm preparing you. The last oh, one I'm going right, to ask right. is probably going to be uh, goals for 2020. What do we want to What do we want to do? What do we want to accomplish? I know that's cheesy. It can be personal or within the band or whatever as a musician. Um, but the second to last, um, I I'll I'll let you guys decide. How about that? Mm-hmm. I had two. Um, one would be. Um, favorite uh outside of radio keys outside of our local music scene favorite kind of rock and roll things that happened this year whether it be like records released like the black keys and stuff like that or things we've seen or our live shows we've been to or it could also be uh, a little more focused on our record and talking about um what we're pr- you guys are all nodding okay great okay so we'll talk about the record well, um, so quick shout out quick shout out we saw a lot of awesome bands this we year did, we saw I, charlie crocker we saw the black keys yeah. like yeah. a lot of awesome stuff but. there's Mouse. a lot of great records that came out this year shout out anna ash yeah Lana charlie Del Rey, crockett charlie the crockett Valley, yeah. um the black keys came back yep. which Let's was rock. huge for rock and roll in general <laughs> we got to see them with modest mouse um but yeah so okay so that's fine um so then let's talk about so i was gonna i wanted to talk a little bit about our record we came up with our first record this year of all time whoop, whoop. yeah we should be super fucking proud of ourselves um so i was thinking what's the best way to talk about that sort of like individually and i was I thinking would, like I would say what's your favorite like maybe performance of yours or like moment in the recording session? i would say yeah i would say like what's your favorite like recording process situation and what's your favorite track on the record okay let's do that turned out how long have we been recording 72 minutes okay great because every 73 minutes i have to mention soultonesymbols.com <laughs> <laughs> so oh. we made we made that perfectly uh you know in case I like you. 2020 is year of endorsements <laughs> year of endorsements just rub it in dude yeah, we're just, all sitting every, like a bunch of fucking peasants 70 <laughs> Look at me for strings. 73 minutes. So just Come leave on, D'Angelico. Yeah. We got two in the band. Let's sponsor. Let's sponsor. All right, um, let's keep going. Tom, why don't you start? Uh, I already forgot. Oh, yeah, uh, recording. <laughs> Good, um, me too. <laughs> I actually forgot as well. I have a well. bunch of nonsense in front of me. Sorry. Um, so, uh, yeah, so your favorite either, first of all, your favorite recording from the record, maybe something you're most proud of as your own performance, and then also like maybe a memory from Prairie Sun. Um, That's a tall order. I apologize. I made it more complicated the second time around. No, my my favorite uh, track on the album is Sweet Salt Music. I just the way that that came together and that uh, that breakdown is just so perfect with West Grand Brass, and they just absolutely yeah. killed it. Shout and out it was, West yeah, West Grand, man! Absolutely, yeah, shout amazing. out. And um, so that 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 track was just it's 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 always my favorite, or not always. It's one of my favorite tracks to songs to play live, and then to hear it like exactly the way that i want even better than i've actually ever heard it before it was it was really really cool and, and special and um i mean I, i'm just going to take the whole time for my favorite recording um process uh story or anything like that. just just talk about nate and how awesome oh, he was yeah. and 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 i mean he just he really became the fifth member of the band and he um so we, we now emily and i went to new zealand this year and, and we we got back from new zealand and 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 he was like wanted to meet us at this time and it was it ended up being the day we got back. So we did this huge flight back and we got back and we sat down and we talked. Oh my god, and I forgot. He about drove that. all the way out to St. Helena and he talked to us and, and then he like came to our rehearsal and he like listened to the music and then he like listened to our recordings and he really just owned it and, and, and made it his like he, like he was a member of the band. He cared about that that album 
as much as any of the, the, uh-huh. the four of Agreed. us. And, and, yeah. and just, uh, I, that absolutely made the whole process. Uh, he was part of our family band and, um, he, now he comes to gigs and stuff. And I just, I wanted to like He's get so behind the, the, yeah. the mixing console and just be like, Nate, just make it sound <laughs> like the album. Just do your thing, man. But you know, he's having a good time and it's fun to see him. I mean, out of anybody other than the four of us, he knows our music better than anybody in the entire world. Stuart. More than our mom. <laughs> Stuart's yeah. going to say it. We're actually going to get him on the podcast pretty soon. Oh, I, I love it. Nice. That's so great. Oh, he's so amazing. Yeah, Stuart, talking I to thought him. 100% you were going to say he's our Sherpa. I thought 100%. <laughs> 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 hey, fearless Sherpa. Sherpa. Fearless Sherpa. Sorry. <laughs> No, Still he, trying to figure out if that's derogatory. Our, <laughs> we're trying. trying to figure it out. You leave a comment. Uh, <laughs> Let us know if you're offended. Is Sherpa offensive? Can Let we say that? Know. Are we getting canceled? Thumbs down us. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no. No, no. Thumbs up if it's yes. offensive. Yes. Thumbs up if it's not. <laughs> yes. Just let us know. Thumbs up all the way. I will say, like, he, as, as somebody that's very, like, we're all very, like, in this band, and, like, our relationships are all very, like, interwound and intricate and, like, we're all very close and we all know each other's like kind of emotions very well and like each other's personalities very well. And he was kind of new to that. But for somebody that was new to that for the four days that we spent with him, I felt like his dynamic evened us all out in this really beautiful way. Like when one of us or all of us would get kind of frustrated or like a little overwhelmed or like emotional, like he was just there to be like, you know what, let's get some Thai food, you know, or like, or like, let's just take a five and like, or like he knew who's like, who'd be like, Hey, you're doing like a really good job like he was just so natural at knowing exactly where to be and who to be and like and like what to say and when to push us and like when to be like you got to try harder at this and when to compliment us and like he was very like he was just sort of incredible like i've never it was almost like he was like a little psychologist on top of all the sound thing you know it's like he just was so natural if we ever make any money we got to get that guy a bunch well, we're just going to hire him as our covered touring covered pretzels, man. Guy. Yes. <laughs> just a lifetime supply. And he loves those things. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought those. He was all about them, though. Oh, Did you? Yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah. I bought them at that, that grocery store, That's and awesome. it's just like... The yeah, grocery store with the uh, the most angry sandwich lady of all time. We're getting oh, yeah. we're, we're getting we're getting off track here. My bad, my bad, my bad. We digress. Um, do you want to go Alante? Yeah, let's want to talk about uh, what are we talking about? The record. Again? What's your favorite track on the record? What's your favorite performance of yours on the record? And then what's your favorite part of recording? Okay, my favorite part of recording well, favorite track. Favorite f- track. Favorite part. Of recording favorite performance. I think I said all that. I think you did. I don't, I don't think that was we'll the same thing. <laughs> we'll check the tape. It's the favorite song on the record, and then your favorite part about the recording process is all what right. we're talking um, about. My favorite part of the recording process by far is when we uh, put Emily outside. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to happen more often. Oh my really. god, that was my favorite part too. Crazy. Oh my god, I forgot the about that. There's some fucking video of Emily like all by herself outside with her headphones on. It's like, well, I had to sing alone, and like cars are driving by, and I'm like, oh, the sun's in your eyes. I don't sing like that. I'm just sick. But anyway, yeah, no, that was my favorite part as well. I love you. I love you, Emily. I'm just joking. No, honestly, and it's kind of <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> it's kind of cheesy, but my favorite part uh, uh, is when like we realized that we were done. Oh yeah. It was like we all kind of looked at each other, like, did we just record a fucking record? Really you know, record. it was like a really cool moment for me at least because I've put out a th- uh, you know a bunch of projects with a lot of different bands, 
and I've never left a recording uh, session just like I put, like I put everything I had, man. Yeah. I didn't leave anything on the table. There were times where we took seven tracks of something and we were like, you know what? This is 99% sick, but there's one Tom hit. Thing, yeah. That's not right. We got to do it again. You know, just like to be able to do that and, you know, prove to myself that I could lock in for that long and do something and it meant something to me. That was that was the best part. So when we were done, just like, damn, this is cool. And then the, the Warriors beat the Rockets. It was just like an incredible, oh, that's right. it was just a yeah. good time. Do you time. remember, I have a terrible question. Do you remember the last song we did? The last song we did was. In the recording session, not on the record, obviously. But the like last the song we did was While the Sun's While in Your the Eyes. While the Sun's in Your Eyes, yeah. It was oh, the one where we I thought was, it was gonna And it was easy. brutal. We thought it was going to be easy, and so it was, it was still really brutal. Because was it the last? I didn't think it was the last. Okay. It was brutal to mix, too, because you had some gnarly coughs in the acoustic part that somehow oh, no. eat through the door into the weights room from outside. Give me some credit. I was singing like <laughs> 10 hours a day, four days no, in a row. You slayed, dude. Uh, you, you, were slayed. The, you were the reason And we were, none of that got used. You were our Compass. So that's kind of hard. You, you well, no, the cough in the beginning of... Oh, sorry. <laughs> the cough from <laughs> while the sun's in your eyes got used. Yeah. Um, that and just an honorable mention, <laughs> Stuart's face when they brought that girl in. Oh, I was oh, that so... Was, oh, that, <laughs> that was It so sounds amazing. like it's a cute thing, like, yeah. but it basically, no. they did a tour of the... On uh, our dime. Yeah, <laughs> they, did a tour of the, they started to do a tour of the recording studio while we were recording, and we were in the middle of, like... Like tensions were high. We were already like we were, we were close, like, but we weren't there, and right. we were like we were trying like to get there. We're trying to get take, there. Like fifth, sixth take of one song, and then two people walk in, and it's like, well, this is the blah 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 room, and then you can rec- you can use this drum set, and we were like, what's happening? It's like a Willy Wonka tour in the middle nice. of. Uh, Everything. Anyway, so yeah, no, I agree. Stuart's face. Stuart, I, lo- I love seeing Stuart go into like dad mode where he's just like, <laughs> I I'm going to shut dude. this down. He's like, and he's not just going for <laughs> it. Can't win he with him. All, like, I he's try like, not to be we're that not way, doing though. this right now. No, I, I think I, you know, the, the older I get, the more I respect that attitude of like, because I like, I don't know, you go through a lot of your life being like, this is fine. I'm not oh, going to be walked on, this right? This is okay. This the, is fine. The, the yeah. gif with the dog burning the dog in hell, hell with the like, coffee. This, this, is, fine. <laughs> this is fine. This like, is fine. Especially as a lady, I feel like a lot of us is just being like, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. And like my immediate response when they did that, I was like, no, this is fine. This is totally fine. Okay. And then yours was like, nah, fuck this. We're like working right now. And I was like, dude, I respect, like I respect like a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. I need more. Yeah. I was like, I need more of that attitude in my life. So I, 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 I appreciate that energy and I'm trying to, in all fairness, I didn't tell them to leave, but I was really close. Yeah. I think they, I think they kind of got the vibe. Um, Our we're vibe like, was really like, what are you doing? angry. Yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, we told them. We were like, hey, uh, you know, we love you guys and all, but can we make sure that doesn't happen again? Oh, remember, shout out to Nate again because I remember yeah, I told Nate that. I remember I told Nate that. I was like really mad. Yeah, I was like fuming. We were outside, and I, I don't really get mad that often, but I was mad because like obviously this is our thing that we've been working towards for and we have four for days. a long time it's a finite amount of time we have four days yeah. 10 hours a day to get 12 songs yeah and they're doing tours of the fucking place and like <laughs> yeah there's I the owners it. like running in and like asking where things are and like going yeah. in and out and going in and out and i like went up to nate i was like hey we cannot have these distractions anymore yeah, yeah. like i understand that this is like a thing that you guys have to run and there's the future to think about but like we can't can't have yeah, Nate had a beautiful reaction to that too. He was like, he was very yeah. understanding. He was like, yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And he was just, yeah. And he went straight in. Yeah. And laid down the law. Love him. Yeah. Sherpa. Love him. The fearless Sherpa. <laughs> Hashtag Sherpa. Oh. The Hashtag best thing that came out of that, we're not yeah. getting canceled All right, right now. What's your... Hey, oh, I wait, never you, told you my you favorite, favorite song. song yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Or favorite performance. Don't have a favorite song. They're all my babies. Oh, Shut up, dude. Babies. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you... No, seriously. I'll yeah. tell you the hardest song for me to record for... Ooh, I don't know. By far was Stumblin'. Ooh. Really? Yeah, just because the, the sort of quarter note pulse thing over and over again for three minutes in time is not easy like for me you know the snare drags yeah the snare drags and like and it's like i always tell tom it's like a controlled falling down the stairs yeah you know what i mean it's like you're falling down the stairs the whole time but it's got to be like a controlled falling down the stairs so good to where like a song like uh like a cigarette song yeah it's a rock and roll tune you know like i can play that shit the same tempo every time usually right but when you're like trying to get a f- certain feel like that, like that, like falling down the stairs, I don't know how else to, yeah. to put it. That's a great, that's you a know? great visual. Yeah, and, that. and so, yeah, that was, that was the hardest one for me. Hands down. It was that and, and, um, uh, sun, just that, yeah, that slow train beat to where it was the ba- it was like the bass drum part that because it's like a very particular it's, up, it's, dum, dum, it's in its upbeats right yeah and, and then it, your hands like, are going down and it's just like I don't know how to yeah. explain it but it's just like a very it's a, it's a hard thing well, to that do. one was tough too because there's so many pauses and dynamic changes it starts all acoustic and quiet and then it's kind of got to ramp up a little bit in speed but then it has to get stretched out again yep. tempo wise in the very end it's like it, that old musician thing like the more notes you play the easier it is to play right yeah. like like rest like a rest is the hardest note to play right like when to rest how to rest so it's that's I, that's what's hard for me as, is, as a musician it's easier to play fast than it is to play point. slow in the pocket way easier to play uh fast right you're just like yeah woo, we're gonna rant yeah. you know but when you're trying to play an incredible song like um rock and roll 2 by gary glitter <laughs> and, and there's all that space <laughs> you know what i mean sorry it's it's just it's it's hard to pull off <laughs> inside joke sorry guys <laughs> yeah. we love you it's it's that's what they say it's harder to play slow than fast and it's harder to play quiet than loud yeah hundred percent yeah so that's why we play in the middle all the time medium fast medium wow longest anyway. longest podcast of all time or no one? no we're not no, there we're yet not, oh, we're getting there. Not, oh not quite we got okay. emily we got emily and then okay so I'm, and then you and then we'll do the last question okay um so my my favorite song to listen to on the record like just totally like objectively like if i was to like throw on a radio key song i don't listen to it a lot when i'm like driving around um that would be weird it would be weird okay yeah my boss asked me the other day she's like do you listen to your record a lot and i was like i don't listen to it enough like we're so close to it that it's hard to listen to it um but my favorite song to listen to and i can sort of just like enjoy it is my side of town i'm crazy about that song i think everybody performs so well in that song i think it's gorgeous i think it's my favorite written song on the record. Now I'm just blowing Stuart up, but it's honestly my favorite like written song on the record. Are you going to weep like you do when you watch me play Yeah, guitar? when I'm live and I just, <laughs> a single tear falls down my face. Um, anyway, um, 
I love Sweet Soul Music too. I think we all fucking kill Sweet Soul Music and we all kill Shine. Um, sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop naming songs because now I'm just shouting things out. Um, kill every song. So on the my, radio. so all of them. So I love all of them so much. Which can be found at <laughs> RadioKeysMusic.com. Yes. Um, so my, I had the unique uh, job during the uh, recording session of of laying things down that then went into the ether and got erased and never got used, um, which was fine. Like I was basically kind of singing every song with you guys as a roadmap, but all my vocals got recorded later in my childhood bedroom with Stuart with like three sheets hung up in a square <laughs> in a closet like with so like we did all my vo- all my vocal tracks are like after the fact so like but that being said like during that recording session like i very much felt like a part of it um and my favorite moments during the prairie sound recordings were just like when we would come home after hard day's work and like it's like we all would like live together and we would all like have a drink and like we'd all cook like a dinner together and we'd like talk and like chat around a cat. But those were my favorite moments. Aww. I think you guys can agree. Those were, I don't know. Yeah. Those Aww. were, those were pretty special. Uh, Cause we were all like decompressing and we'd, we'd all, it's like there's a difference between doing a hard day's work at your fucking bullshit job and then doing a hard day's work at like the thing you love and the thing you're good at and passionate about. And then like relaxing with everyone. So those were, those were really special to me. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, and yeah, I think as far as my favorite vocal performance, I'm really proud of, uh, I'm really proud of my backup vocals on talking. Cause those are the hardest ones for <laughs> me. Like I love like my lead stuff, like sweet soul I'm proud of, but like my backups on talking are, they're my Everest. And they're one of those things where I was like, you were like, Oh, you should go here. And I was like, I can't do it. And then you kind of pushed me to it. And then you and I did a lot of, uh, extra backup vocals as well yeah. on some Did stuff. We uh, really yeah. layered the vocal. My, my vocals in the beginning of Shine, I think, <laughs> are... Uh, hey, we should talk... Really killer. quick, you should say what that is because <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah. Oh, so... It's really cool. I'll just talk about it for my portion. Like, okay, go for so it. So my favorite recording is Let It Shine and I think that when it gets away from that initial intro to like the main riff when the acoustic guitar comes in, like that's the coolest moment for me on the record. Oh, wow. But the first time it hits there is for me, the, my favorite part, the way it turned out. And we were like, we were dead in the water with that track because I had only recorded that riff and we had the drums and bass and that was it. And it just did not, it did not sound right afterwards. It didn't, it didn't do it justice. The song justice. So I had to do a lot of recording on that separately and just layering parts and re-recording parts and trying different tones with like three different amps, your Fender, my Fender, and the Marshall, and you know all of my guitars, just trying different things. And um, finally, it all came together. And one thing, it was one of the cherry on top moments of that song was the initial intro is really you know, it's like 40 seconds and it's a lot, but I discovered that after we had done our take of let it shine that I used the drum track, there was an entire three or four minutes where the mics were left on and it's me and you coming out of the weights room, going into the main room. 
me and oh, you. Oh, sorry, me and Emily okay. coming out of the oh, weight, gotcha. the only people in the weights room, coming out of the weights room and going into the main room with you guys and Nate, and we're talking about the take after we, had, and we just have like a bunch of inside jokes and we're chatting for like three minutes after we recorded it and it was captured on the drum mics. So I ended up taking that and superimposing it like underneath the initial intro of Let It Shine. So that's where that came from. So that was probably my favorite moment of recording is having Let It Shine go from a song that we might cut from the record oh to no. being the song that it is now. The standout. The first yeah. single. Yeah. Yep. And and also yeah, that's my that was my favorite that, one. That on the that sneaky like we we do it on a on shine like it's it's subtle and it's it's perfect. Like the intro, you can kind of hear this like a little bit of laughter and you can hear a little bit of chatter, and it just it makes it sound like you're sort of it 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 as a as a listener, I feel like it immerses you into it. It sort of like connects you with it because you're hearing this conversation in the background, and then we do it in sweet soul a little with the. Uh, you love that part. It's like, all right, Tom, give me some of that bass or whatever you say. It's so it's cool. It's all yeah, gibberish. Yeah. Um, you should probably really wrap this up pretty soon. You want to get to the... Yeah, so the last thing is goals for 2020. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this one. All right, yeah. You're uh, gonna it, it. it goes for 2020, so it can be personal. Um, it can be... Uh, it can be radio keys, obviously related. Anyway, uh, so my 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 goals going forward, um, I'm very excited about uh, holding the radio keys vinyl in my hands. Uh, that's coming soon. Uh, releasing a record in 2019 is interesting because it's not a tangible thing. Like this is just where we are as a society. So it's like we uh, we kind of put this thing online, and it feels it feels like we released a record, but it's going to be exciting to hold this kind of tangible piece of uh, media in our in my hands in our hands and say hi this is a thing that we made that we can actually pass down and kind of kind of have out in the world so i'm excited about the vinyls especially and then uh, i'm just going to try to get better at electric guitar because i picked up electric guitar this year and started trying to play it and it's a whole different beast from acoustic and i'm kind of humbled by it and learning it and stuart's helping me out a lot and we'll uh, get our lesson scheduled back on yeah, track. So I'm excited about kind of getting better at that. Nice. Right. Me it. or? Let's go you, yeah. Well, mine is I want to release another record in 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have like a two-year gap. I don't know if it's going to be our acoustic record or like another rock and roll record, but I, I want to re- record another record. Even if it's just like an eight-song one, I think that would be awesome yeah. to do. I like short records. And... um me personally, I would like to, well, Tom and I are talking about getting together once a week and really just grinding out, you know, just behind the scenes stuff like booking shows, doing flyers, planning social media strategy, whatever it might be. Yeah. On, you know, one day a week. And I w- we played, what, 42 gigs this year? 50 gigs 40, this year? Like 44, I think we came up with. Yeah. Like full band gigs? That was like our rough... I guess, counted 42 yeah. based on my calendar, but that doesn't necessarily mean you played that one without with Timmy G on bass. Oh, That's yeah. 43. And then I'm sure you guys played a few, uh, about I four months yeah. between the two. Rough, so, yeah. yeah. So about 50. I would like to get that up to like 80. Oof, I would yeah. love to play that it. much. Was it like um, six a month? Whatever it is. I just want to play math. more. <laughs> and I would love <laughs> to find math. other avenues of distributing our music, like getting 
listenership from, you know, playlists or, or whatever it might be, but just finding different avenues other than the old school, like just grind it out and play show after show and have five people listen to you and maybe two people check you out on Spotify, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, those are my goals. Tommy? Tommy D. So you said your goal is to to do 80. I I did 80 shows this year. I I did the count in between um, the Unoriginals, my cover band and, and Radio Keys. I was at 80 and, and, and my, my, my number is 120 this year. I want to do 120. Um, that's, uh, what's that? Oh God, I can't do math, but it's a lot. And, and, um, I, I feel like, I feel like if I, if I shoot for 120, if I get over a hundred, it's a win. And, um, (laughs) and, and really what I want to do is I want to define the markets that we're playing in and, and, and really, uh, target those. And, and then eventually after we've built them up, we can, regularly go back to them and play these old um haunts that we've we've played and we've really liked and we've weeded out all of the venues that made the shitty all the silk tars yeah all the silk tars of the world you just not play silk tar and um, And flamingo yeah and And liar died round (laughs) sorry carry on fireside lounge (laughs) yeah um no but like but we're we're, what we do is we play these places and we, we weed them out and then but we come back to the places that are great and we find more great places. And, and so um, getting together on Tuesdays, like, like Stu was talking about, we just want to get together and find these better places and um, building the community just in, in, in our, in our local scene and, and seeing where we've come in a year and where we're going to be next year. We just got to keep, keep pushing and it's, it's going to get there. Maybe getting more sponsors would be great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we used to say, we said that 2019 was the year of gear. We, we all got different gear. <laughs> Um, that I think 2020 should be the year of endorsements, right? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yep. be so Soul Tone, uh, we we have to mention Soul Tone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been 72 minutes, right? Yeah, 72 yeah. minutes. We've already done another 73 minutes. <laughs> yeah, Alante Piazza Soul Tone. But uh, yeah, that that's my goal for for 2020. Nice. It's my turn now. Huh? Yeah. Yes. All right. Since this is kind of the end of the year for us, pretty much, I just wanted to. I was gonna get a little cheesy, but I wanted to say that. I super respect all of you guys at this table. And uh, I'm like super proud of you guys. And we've done a lot this year. And uh, it's really freaking cool, man, to look back and see where we were and where we are right now with our record and just even our just our friendships, like as uh, people, you know. Me and Stuart yeah. live together now, and Stuart's my brother. And in the and same bed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, you'll be able to spring for that two bedroom, right? <laughs> just everything that we've gone through, man, and it's I just agree. it's it's really cool. It's yeah. really really cool to me. It's beautiful. Um, the thing I'm looking forward to most in 2020 is the uh, Radio Keys YouTube channel, Ooh. and uh, I'm looking to sort of spearhead that. And yeah, I uh, got a lot of ideas, and just kind of need to do it you know but i think it'll be a really cool uh, another thing to reach out to people who don't necessarily listen to music you know in their car or they don't necessarily you know listening to music traditionally isn't their way of intaking content and i think um, we got a lot of really funny and cool things that we do and personalities and you can you know, reach a better yeah, audience. It, yeah, different yeah. audience. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, Stu playing guitar solos with his teeth. <laughs> or yeah, that was lit, by the way. Or Tom's, <laughs> Tom's sick one-note bass solos. 
or you know what <laughs> <laughs> no it, or, it's not a one note bass solo they just always call me out when yeah during you while you're one playing one note, note yeah like, or on, my almost blacking out behind, whatever it is right like just we have a lot of fun together and i'm looking forward to sharing that with everybody else who cares that would be that'd be awesome to get some weekly content on youtube oh, for sure. and honestly uh i don't know i don't think i can do it every single time but i'd like to maybe even introduce a couple of video podcasts as well that'd be great where the podcast is yeah, um, recorded that's, that's we should do that yeah so oh, that's that's maybe get, to dress up maybe get some better. tuesdays <laughs> off and yeah. join up me and uh tom and get that's, to this grind that's what's making me frisky these days yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. That and my voice is coming back, so I'm excited. Oh, We've all been sick too. as a dog yeah, for I the know. last two weeks, so YOLO. We're so any, uh, so what? When are we playing that show in January? We're so off yeah, until. I was gonna shout out uh, the next show we're playing that I'm really excited about. It's the ninth, right? It's a uh, Thursday, January 9th at the Ivy Room in Oakland. But it's kind of like North. Oakland, it's almost... Uh, Me and Tom used to Albany, get weird I there. So yeah, isn't it Albany? Sorry, Albany. I'm, so, yeah. I'm so sorry. It's Albany. I'm the asshole. That's it's like South Albany, not yeah. North, 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 North uh, North We're headlining. M. Jones and the Melee is playing. Uh, brand New Pack is playing. And then Babble Dabble, our friend Anne. It's Anne's uh, birthday show. Uh, so I'm, I think her birthday's the 10th. I feel terrible. Uh, but so, yeah, <laughs> she's... Uh, her birthday's the next day, I think. I think her birthday's the 10th, yeah. yeah. So uh, Thursday, January 9th uh, in Albany uh, at the Ivy Room. We're playing. We're headlining. That's a Thursday night. Um, and then, yeah. We're going from there, but as we far as... We go uh, to SAC after that. And then, yeah, we're eventually going to Sacramento, like two weeks later. Yeah. Reno. Yeah. Reno, Tahoe. Yeah, and Reno and Tahoe will be announcing some exciting dates coming up. Germany. Germany, uh, Spain. Stay uh, tuned. France. Yeah, Fake stay news. tuned, Fake you guys. News. Stay tuned. <laughs> Kansas, you never know. One day. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this thing For up. For some reason. We'll let's wrap, wrap this thing up. Uh, this is the Radio Keys Roundtable. It's going to be the last podcast of 2019. Hey, can I get, real quick, can I get everybody to sing? So usually we end by saying, searching for, uh, we'll keep searching for, for that sweet sound music. So I want you guys to join on that. Can we do that? No. Come on. Come no, but I have my acoustic bass. All right, I got you. Oh. I got you. All right. All right, we're Radio Keys, and we're going to keep searching for that sweet soul music.
Just